Hi, welcome to episode 7 of Investing Skills. My name is Charlie Sandvall and I'm going to be interviewing my dad, Frederick Sandvall, on the topic of funding early stage companies. So what does break even mean? Right, so great and, and welcome back. Uh, this break even statement is very important. Many early stage companies mess this up. So if you think about it, if you would like to put money into a business, would you like them to ma- turn quite quickly into profit or a lot later? As quick as possible is better. Exactly. And especially a lot of tech companies, they are really investor investment heavy upfront, which means that that statement is happening very late into the future. So what do you think might be a normal time for uh, a company to cash flow positive? Is it one, two, three, five years? What's your best guess? Well, it, it depends on how successful start there is and what kind of company and how, how good they're selling, basically. Yeah. I would personally not like to put money into a company which takes more than two years just to break into cash flow positive or at least to have substantial sales. Why do you think that's the case? One, one more time. Why do you think that I don't want to put money into a company which don't even make plus minus the, zero the, in, the, in the two years? There's less chance that they will make more money for you later on. Exactly, if, if ever. As yeah. you probably know, more than 95% of all companies will not even trade after five years. So if they have wasted year one and two, not even potentially even yeah. selling, then they, they are at very high risk of failing completely. So what does break even even mean? So on one side you got sales and then the other side you got costs. And often you're talking about a runway. A runway is basically the startup phase until you actually hit that break even point. And uh, you have in terms of cost, you got fixed cost and variable costs. Some companies they are so-called bootstrap, which means the the owner funder is keeping very very tight hold of the money because it might there be their own it might be families and so on and so forth however when companies start to get external funding quite loose guidelines then it might be very tempting to start to take high salaries massive expenses uh, good parties and so on and so forth and also depending on where it is in the world this might be more or less likely so if you're in a, in a tech hub for example in the west coast in, in America or some other key spot where you might want to attract investors it's not too rarely that you have very lavish parties to make things more appealing and maybe even look better than it actually is Right, so you've got the fixed cost to consider. That might be everything from office to subscriptions to whatever. And it might also be staff costs which are fixed. Variable costs can be anything from marketing to extra contractors and so on and so forth. So all of those total costs should be put in proportion to the sales. And do bear in mind that that is the cost from very much the starting point to when the sales are in equilibrium where they match the same point. And from that point on, hopefully, it turns into profit. So a couple of different examples from reality. Uh, one company uh, I've been working with previously, they were struggling with getting to the break-even point because it was too far into the future, which is just very much linked to one thing. And that's something that... Uh, 
Grand Cardone is talking about a lot, surely. What's that? Uh, sales, maybe. Sales, exactly. So it's all all about how to increase the top line, your sales. And um, in many young companies, it's much more interest and excitement about finding investor funding. I do get at least 5 to 10 proposals per week from early stage companies. And many of them do not even have an idea what they will sell and for how much and more importantly they haven't even done the first sale yet that to me if they haven't sold anything yet is less appealing why do you think that's less appealing if they haven't even broke zero in terms of sales well it probably means that they are not so experienced in what they do exactly and also if you can't sell what you believe in yourself then yeah you're in big trouble Uh, if you're the most passionate person about whatever you're doing and you can't sell it that is a problem and often well, it's good to be passionate about what you do because otherwise you yeah exactly have, you have less reason to want to sell then yes ultimately you need to be passionate enough to transfer that feeling to other people so they would actually buy your service yeah. or your goods obviously all right so if you now have reached that break-even point. Fantastic. So there are a couple of more things I'd like to mention linked to exactly this thing. Another thing is uh, you might have uh, a minimum viable product, MVP. That's something that you need to show proof of concept that this is sellable. Another company I'm dealing with at the moment, same thing there. They've been running for uh, a couple of years and before that the same concept was proved and tested in a different corporate entity which means it is working now the question is how much can you scale it can we really show a massive growth trend which can be extrapolated so like extended into the future which is realistic then happy days surely when i say hockey stick how does that look like? Well, uh, I think that you're referring to some kind of uh, uh, rapid growth. So hockey stick is pretty straight and yep. then it has a high curve yep. at the end. So I think you're referring to some growth. <laughs> I, I, I remember some kind of thing that you, um, yep. an article that you made. Yeah, exactly. So the, the hockey stick approach is really where many entrepreneurs say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then... Uh, after this one, two, three, four, five years, it the 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 sales will go times ten or times a hundred, while there was virtually no sales previously, which is completely unrealistic. Why why would you if you can sell that great in terms of performance? Why would you like to hold back? Um, no, the, no, you wouldn't. <laughs> well, unless you have some kind of a release date or anything similar. Yeah. Yeah, or you start the company and you're still producing the product or something like that. Yeah, all right. Uh, there are some other things linked to this. Obviously, when your fixed cost is distributed amongst more units, then uh, the cost volume per unit really becomes so much better. So the cost volume profit is same thing here. Like, what is the, the contribution, the margin? Uh, and... Uh, you might or might not work with fixed costing as well. And all of this analysis helps you to do a forecast. It's very often that if you have got any kind of investment prospectus that you're expected to have a cash flow projection. This also goes if you are in 
real estate or property if you've got a development you are really expect to have a month by month cash flow forecast which month will be minus and plus when will you have your peak funding that is where you need the most money and uh, and therefore you can start to see when do you need to put in that money so the cash injection needs to have by latest here which also means that you can now see where you need to raise finance and the same can be applied also in a startup business where you can see very much what is your monthly cost aka burn rate which is how much money do you blow per month, hence, and how much money you've got in the bank. So therefore, you can very much project when will you be bust. Yes, you heard right. When you will be broke, so means you can actually act before that to raise more money or sell more. This all leads up to, in the end, your break-even point. Uh, of course you have the forecasting then you got the budgeting same thing there where you very much look upon how you need to think about things in the future and uh, obviously I am sitting on a couple of different boards this is essential when we do any kind of decision making it's about how we manage cost if you need to pull the handbrake if you can accelerate if you can double your marketing spending and the same thing here if you track things carefully, then you know that for every pound we spend, we make an extra 10, then just put as much money into marketing as you can, because it's a factor of 10, uh, assuming that you can still deliver on, on the promise. So this whole episode has been about break-even and break-even analysis. And uh, it's expected that you can explain this to potential investors, it's also expected in terms of any kind of development in property that how will the money flow and also in the end of the project linked to property developments you might have a refinance. Will that refinance be sufficient to repay all the debt and if not can the developer leave the money in the deal? Okay that's it for this time. Surely thanks for joining uh, in the studio. Yes and uh, it was a pleasure to be here. And if you liked what you heard, then please consider subscribing to us or maybe even give us, giving us a five-star review. All right. Take care and uh, hear from you soon. Bye. Bye.